Campers or Rangers of Reddit. What's the most unsettling, creepy, and or supernatural thing that's happened to you while in the woods? Was in the Wadigan MTS in NSW Australia in 2006. The camp we chose is a beautiful spot that is tucked in underneath some impressive sandstone cliffs in some very dense and remote country. Roughly 30 people were staying in the same campsite as us spread out over about 10 sites. I was there with my GF and a few friends. We had chatted with a few other campers the night before and enjoyed getting drunk and singing songs around a fire. Early in the morning but still dark I awake to the most deafening rumbling noise you can imagine. Mixed with this sound is loud cracking noises that sound like fireworks. It goes on for about about 20 seconds and then abruptly stops. My GF is awake too and before we can ask each other what the hell it was. We hear all the campers around us calling out to see if everyone is okay. We get up and join everyone else in the camp as we all gather together to try and figure out what we heard. Everyone is freaked out and very confused as we all heard the same thing and it was bloody loud. A few of us take our torches and head into the direction from where the noise came. About 100 meters from the camp we quickly discover the source. A chunk of sandstone that formed the cliffs around us had broken free and fallen down the side of the mountain. In the morning we went to have a good look and found a chunk of rock about the size of five school buses sitting at the bottom of the valley with a path of destruction in its wake. The cracking noise had been tree snapped like twigs as the rock took them out on the way down. Needless to say we felt very lucky and humbled by the sheer scale of the event. This ended up being funny but at the time freaked me out at first. My wife and I were camping in one of the national forests in the mountains in NC. We were in a campground but not a lot of people there and the spots were semi-private because of trees and foliage. So we had just settled down in the tent and I was just falling asleep when through my eyelids. The whole tent lights up. I jump up and go out of the tent thinking someone is messing around. Not a soul or any noise. Nothing. I go back and lay down. And just falling asleep again. When it happens a second time. Same routine jump up check and nothing. So this time. I lay down but stay awake and have the tent unzipped ready to jump out and catch whoever is shining a light on the tent when it all lights up again. And I saw what was doing it right away. Fireflies were landing in mass on the tent and then they would all light up at once. I guess when I would jump up. They would fly off. Then settle down again after I got quiet. I had a good chuckle over that one in the end. Edit for all those asking where I was. Link. Korea. Resid 48634 acted 30 and specifically west of Franklin on US 64. It was 20 or more years ago and my family have vacationed up there since the early 1980s. I also told a few people and it is true. There were a few times we did camp in the Great Smoky Mountain NP but the few times we did was at the campground at Catalucci. It could have been in the park. But I really remember it being in the Nantalas. We still vacation there and we were just there in March but we rented a cabin in the Maggie Valley area. Quite a few of you asked about Pisgah and I have hiked and spent time in Pisgah, but never camped there. We liked that area off of 64 because we were rock and gem hounds and liked to look for natural specimen stones. There is a mountain up. They're called Chunky Gal where we used to find sapphires and garnets. There were a lot of forest service roads and if one got a hold of the old USGS quadrangle maps and knew how to read them. There were some neat out of the way places. In the 1980s old US 64 was still accessible as well. There was a ton of exploring to do and we were all over the area. Two tents. Next to each other about 5 feet apart. In the middle of the mountains. Had my three little brothers in one tent and me and my GF in the other. 
It's night time and we have just put the fire out. So it's dark. Everyone is in their respective tents snoozing off into dreamland. About an hour later I'm the only one awake just daydreaming. Suddenly I hear soft human-like footsteps circling our tents over and over. Confused. I ask who's there with no response but continued footsteps so I stepped outside. No one. Footsteps stop. I go back into my tent. Footsteps start again. I make my presence known and go back out. No one. Footsteps stop. Of course I check on my brothers but they are asleep and sound. I repeat this same process about 4-5 more times believe it or not. LOL. Footsteps always stopped. Ended up just going to sleep to the footsteps and not giving a duck. When morning came I asked my brothers how they slept and they responded with fine. Except for you walking. Loudly. All around the goddamn campsite all night. My father used to have a business in maintaining the woods couldn't find an English term. It is a thing in my country. It basically means cutting down dead trees and hauling them out of the area. This meant that he was out in the woods all day and he was allowed in places normal citizens couldn't come because of rules by the forestry commission. My dad was working in the early morning when he suddenly noticed a car in the middle of the woods. It drove through a small path normally only used by the forester. It wasn't a car from the commission. So he thought it was. Very weird that it was there. However, dad was alone and it was the ADS. No mobile phones to contact anyone. Since it was in the middle of nowhere. He decided to ignore it. He kept on hauling wood through the woods with his horse when he suddenly heard men speaking. Now, my dad is a brave man and strong as a bear. So he decided to just take a quick peek to see what the hell those folks were doing. My dad looked around some thick brushes making sure he could see the men. They were digging a hole. My father decided that as was something that he really wouldn't want to interrupt and he kept working. Throughout the day like nothing ever happened. He made sure to keep some distance between him and the digging site. The men apparently never noticed my dad. Possibly because his equipment wasn't located in the direction the men came from and my father worked with horses. So there weren't any loud machines. It was the ADS after all. At the end of the day my father got to the local commission office and reported it. They called the police. There was a body of a young woman buried there. It still irks my dad to this day. He was out alone there. What if the man saw him? What if he decided to check the burial ground out himself? Scary shit. A few friends and I do a yearly camping trip in the Manistee National Forest in northern Michigan. One year we decided to try a new spot by the river for easier access for fishing. Kayaking etc. Needless to say the spot was very remote. Had to backpack in and drag our kayaks through the woods. This is all state land so it's basically find a spot and set up wherever. It was early June at the time so we weren't worried about people out there hunting or anything like that. We arrived during the day our first day there. Set up our tents and hit the river for the rest of the afternoon. Got back right before dark and started a fire. Everything is peaceful nice and quiet until all of a sudden a big glowing fire about 300 yards away. We start to hear chanting and look a little closer and notice the glowing seems to be a burning cross. About 5 minutes later gunfire erupts and I mean erupts. There must have been at least 10 different guns going off just non-stop. The gunfire stops and we hear white power being yelled by I am guessing at least 20 people. We left all our stuff and nope the duck out of there real quick. Went back the next day and got our tents and boats and nobody was in the area where they were that night. I am not convinced there is an afterlife. Or such a thing as ghosts. Or demons. 
but I once saw something in the woods that felt so unnatural it made me second guess how I see the world. I was hiking up a hillside, thick with trees, in the middle of the night during a long weekend. Some friends and I decided we would hike to the top of the hill and light off some fireworks. Approaching the hill and surrounding the base of this hill was a rolling grass valley. It was around midnight full moonlight mist. Straight out of a horror movie. Strange part was I wasn't nervous. Or scared or anything. I was having a great night with my buddies. I didn't have any of my defenses up. My buddies and I just hiked in a straight line through the rolling grass valley approaching the hill when something caught my eye. On my right I saw a tall shadowy figure standing perfectly upright on the top of small grassy hill. It was standing there right next to a large dead tree. I couldn't make out any details both the tree and the tall figure were silhouetted under the moonlight. The strange part was seeing this figure didn't scare me. I didn't immediate sense any threat I almost assumed it might have been just another hiker or somebody having a smoke. I passively turned my flashlight on it and that's when it happened. In an instant as my light hit that spot where this figure was standing. It instantly moved just outside of the range of my flashlight. Like it teleported or something. But just as vividly as I saw it standing in its initial spot. As my light hit that spot and the figure moved. I could see it standing just outside the range of my light. My breath paused in an instant a wave of dread washed over me. Something felt 100% unnatural about what just happened. As a reflex I moved my light to the new spot where the figure was and as my light passed it it disappeared. I've never passed out in my entire life. Not from heat. Not from getting knocked out never. But in that moment I felt my knees give away from under me and I just fell to the ground. My friends turned and looked at my trying to pick myself up and my knees were too wobbly to stand. They helped me and I tried explaining to them what I experienced. I am willing to bet it was all just light shadows playing games with my eyes. But I'll never be able to explain that sensation I felt of feeling like I had just seen something I shouldn't have seen something so unnatural that my body's instinctual reaction to it was to go limp. I used to spend a lot of time solo camping in and around the Indian Peaks wilderness in CO and experienced some weird stuff. Nothing that was outright supernatural. But just unsettling. I love those woods but they give me the creeps. Here are some notable examples from 4-5 trips up there in all seasons. 1- minus After thinking that a particular area under a tree and against a rock looked like a great place to set up for the night. I found a shredded sleeping bag and old must have been 20 years or more camp supplies. Found a lot of bones around the site too. Ribs and vertebrae probably elk. But maybe not. I camped elsewhere. 2- minus Found a deer skull out in the middle of a recently frozen over lake pond. Major snow the night before and the skull was sitting on top of the fresh powder with no tracks anywhere I could see and no other bones. Odd. Three minus woke up to a squirrel literally nailed to a tree outside my shelter. I had made camp late and tired and in dying light. So I might not have noticed it the night before. But I think I would have. Which means it happened sometime while I was asleep. I have more if anyone cares. I love it up there. Especially. Into the national park off season and the remoteness of the area is why I go. But it means that when weird things happen there that much weirder. A lot of the creepiness and happenings in the area are blamed on the so-called rainbow people not the rainbow family. They're fine. According to local legend. They're a group of vagrant hippies who started a simple living cult in the 70s 80s. Went up into the woods and just never left more colorful tellings say. That years of isolation and hippie philosophizing warped their minds. 
The police in small mountain towns like Nederland and Ward acknowledge the existence of small groups of people who may or may not be these folks, and warn that they should be considered dangerous. Apparently they wander around breaking into remote cabins for food supplies and taking any drug they can manage to get their hands on. A close friend has a pretty creepy story about an encounter with a rainbow person. He was living in his father's house. A cabin off the grid near Nederland no running water, plumbing, heat, electricity, where he had a room on the ground floor with a bed directly underneath a large glass sliding door that directly faced thick woods. One night, he was woken up by the sound of something tapping at the glass. He checked his watch and it was around midnight. Half asleep. He blamed it on the wind and without looking rolled over to go back to sleep. Later, he is woken up again watch says it's about an hour later to the same tapping. He realizes something there is no wind tonight. The trees are still. Suddenly awake. He grabs the handgun by his bed mountain kids. Amirite. Sits up. And turns to look. There. Not five feet from him on the other side of the glass, is a frail, hairy, dirty, ghastly man with tattered clothing and bloodshot eyes, staring right at him. At the sight of the gun this guy scampers back into the woods, but apparently he had been standing there, tapping, and staring, for an hour or more. We used to go out into the woods and party during our high school years, since nobody would bother us and it was easier than staying in town. More than once, We'd be discussing the night the morning after and realized that in a group of 30-50 kids, there were two or three people who nobody knew. They showed up out of nowhere, talked with people, got high, and then seemed to vanish. Not hard to get away with when everyone is drunk and stoned out of their minds. But unsettling. Once, one of them gave my friend a necklace made of a piece of allegedly wolf jaw, and told her to wear it in the woods so the spirits didn't hunt her. She didn't realize nobody knew the person until days later. Just a few weeks ago we made our way to a very remote valley that is very difficult to access think walking on one-inch ledges, dropping into narrow crevasses, etc. The valley ends in a sharp drop with a waterfall that is about 100 feet high. We were almost at the drop when we heard a whistle. It sounded a lot like a hiking whistle. But we only met one group of people the entire day and they had stopped way before we did as they thought the mountain slope was not passable. According to our calculations, that group should have long left and headed back to the base camp. So it made no sense. Then we heard another whistle. We yelled hello. And immediately we heard a whistle back. The whistle was coming up from the thick trees up on the very steep slope of the mountains encircling the valley. The slope was about 75-80 degrees. The only way we could make it up there would be if we were pulling ourselves up by tree branches and roots because it was so steep. Just as we were debating whether the whistle was indeed a hiker's whistle, a helicopter suddenly rose from behind the waterfall. It rose right above us, then turned around and flew away. It was an unmarked helicopter, and the nearest airfield is about 100 miles away. We figured they had to have a search mission out for someone, so that must have been a hiker's whistle. However, it was strange that the person would whistle repeatedly, but never yell back. We yelled again the whistle recurred. Suddenly, we heard the helicopter rotor again. Not three four minutes later, we saw the helicopter rise above the valley again. Hover for about 30 seconds, then fly away over the mountain. We went ahead and crossed the creek to climb the mountain slope. We scrambled up, grabbing onto roots and branches. The whistling ceased. We yelled a few times and no response. 
It took us four hours to make our way out of there after. The bushes were so thick that at times we walked on branches above the ground and I could not see my hand in front of me. I still have no idea who was whistling it was a very mechanical whistle. I've been out in the wilderness quite a few times and have never heard a bird whistle that was anywhere close to that. While prospecting out here in the caribou region I came across a set of rock piles known as Chinese piles out in the middle of nowhere. These being here means someone did a lot of digging back in the old days so I started working. And after half an hour had about 10 grams of gold and was having a happy dance when I noticed the small standing stones on each of the rock walls. Each stone had several Chinese characters on them and in a moment of dread I realized they were graves. I put the gold in a glass bottle I found nearby and left it behind. I also took down drawings of the symbols to show a local historian who later confirmed my suspicions that, yes they were graves, and they likely had been seen in 150 years. Chinese miners believe that if a miner died on site the ground became cursed by the fallen miner's spirit. So they wouldn't continue to mine the area and would tell anyone they met that the area was worked out. Sometimes they would also do extra work to make the site look finished off so people wouldn't end up digging up their comrades. I've been back several times but I want dig there out of respect. The site's super creepy in the morning fog. You almost can see people's outlines sighting around the piles. One of the stories my boss out here told me about was when he got involved with some sketchy folk from Prince George back in the 70s and went with them looking for some mining gear to steal so they could claim jump a site a few kilometers down the road. My boss went down this forgotten path into a clearing with two ancient bulldozers and a small cabin. The rest went to the bulldozers to see if they ran while my boss went into the cabin and was greeted by a skeleton laying on the bed with a bullet hole through his head. They brought in the cops and they figured the guy had been there since 1935 since that was the last date on the newspapers inside. I went to the same cabin with him. A few weeks back and found the place had been burned down by quaters. My uncle owns land in Zion Ponderosa Ranch in Utah. So four of us went to go camp there for my birthday weekend. Zion Ponderosa Ranch is kind of like a camping community in the woods. There's a bunch of families there and they all know each other and it's a pretty friendly little place. Everyone knows who owns what part of the land and stuff. While we were camping, this average looking hillbilly looking dude came to introduce himself to us. Told us his name was Brian and that he was staying up the road in a cabin. Nothing too weird so we welcome him and give him a couple beers and feed the dude some tacos. A friend of ours. Let's call him Tim. Who owns land next to us came over to hang out. Tim knows everyone around. But has. Never seen this person before. This time Brian introduces himself to Tim as Justin. Maybe a middle name. Mystery dude excuses himself to feed his neighbor's cat and leaves on his ATV like a bat out of hell and comes back in 5 minutes completely drenched wet. We didn't ask any questions. In the 5 minutes that this dude was gone another neighboring family came over and asked. Since we were hanging out with the guy. If we could tell him to be more careful since the family had children running around. Completely understandable. The dude comes back and we tell him about the family's concerns and that his driving could be a danger to the children. Duck the kids. Who the duck are they to tell me? What to do? Replies weirdo. That was more than we were comfortable with so we politely asked him to leave because he was drinking a lot and had a gun and we didn't know this dude. We were all already uncomfortable. He apologizes and leaves back to his cabin or whatever. Less than a minute later we hear gunshots coming from his direction. We all kinda freak out a bit. And guess who comes back to greet us? That same freaky dude trying to apologize and we asked him about the gunshots and he replied with so you heard gunshots. So what?
and so girlfriend was getting really frightened by this guy and so we decided to use my uncle's ATV for a ride. While leaving my uncle to talk to this dude, I blocked out their convo but I definitely heard him say that he needed to take a Hitler stance on the subject, so they wouldn't walk all over them and destroy the country. When we got back the dude was gone and we went to sleep for the night. At 4 am I was woken up to the sound of an ATV coming very close to our camp and stopping there for a while before going back to the same direction he came from. I am like 90% sure it was from the direction of the crazy dude's cabin. In the morning we went to the administrator's office to warn about weirdo guy and no one seemed to know about this guy at all. Never saw him again for the next few days we were there. Sorry for the bad storytelling. I'll have a go at the supernatural aspect of this question this was maybe 7-8 years ago when I was 20 and in a really bad way. I'd been ducking my life up by a heroin for the past year. But after lots of help love luck from friends and family. Finally was getting my head cleared. Almost there. Above the black tar hell I'd gotten myself into. I decided to get out of the city and drove two hours out to a smaller town in Missouri where Google Maps told me a small campsite by water was I knew there shouldn't be very many campers because it had just gotten cold. About 40 or so at night. Nearly there. As I am driving down a misty morning road. Just a picturesque straight two-lane highway. There's this object laying in the road about a half. Mile up. I slow my approach and can see it's this shaggy mutt. Just hanging out. I stopped and rolled down my window right next to it she came up. Licked my hand and wagged her tail a bit. She seemed to expect something of me. She had no tag. No tattoo for Chip I later checked. Just a dog with no name. Naturally. I popped open the passenger side door for her and she was glad to hop in. So now I got this dirty but friendly companion for my little excursion. The dog with no name. The entrance to the campsite was only a half mile further. And as I suspected. There was no one around. I just dropped a 5 in the honor box and picked the site closest to the stream. I set up my tent. The same one I'd set up for. Years with my dad as a kid. Collected some dry sticks not hard to do this time of year. Started a fire. The dog with no name just circled the campsite. Looking content enough to sniff some leaves and roll around in the mud. I'd went to check out the riverlet about 30 feet wide. It had a man-made stone dam you could walk across. To the west was the deeper part of the river, sort of pooling at the dam, then maybe a 8-foot drop to the east into calmer streams. Instantly, I wanted to go on, cleanse myself, symbolize, baptize, whatever. I grew up Catholic so that kind of shit runs through my head to this day. Though I am far from religious. The dog sees my scoping it out the whole time from the campsite. I can't bring myself to do it though. I am hugely disappointed in myself. But it's cold. It's brackish. I don't have a towel. So I go back up to smoke cigarettes. Eat hot dogs. Pet the dog with no name. Night falls quickly after all this meditation. And I roll inside the tent to sleep. My buddy sleeps inside the tent next to the sleeping bag this dog was ducking awesome. If you couldn't tell that yet. I wake up for no reason I can put my finger on. And my main source of warmth. Dog with no name. Is missing. I slide out the tent I guess I left it unzipped. And there. She is. Just sitting. Waiting for me in pitch black wagging her tail. I feel very strange. Like something is happening here. And someone thing is telling me to get back down to the river and do the damn thing. We walk down the short trail together. Surrounded by Missouri black. It's even colder than before. But I start to strip anyway. Standing on the chilly stones of the dam. 
The dog with no name sits on the edge of the river. Again. Just watching me. A slight wag. I am now stark naked as can be. Staring into this black pool that looks like some supernatural ink. I should mention here that I hate swimming in water I can't see the bottom of. My fearful imagination takes over and I freak out. In other words. I stand naked on the dam for. Over 10 minutes before I finally muster up the balls albeit shriveled and tiny balls to say duck it and dive into the blackness. It was cold as hell it was scary as duck. When I came up for air. I was thrashing wildly back towards the dam. Scrambling back onto the slick stones. I shook out my hair and was surprised how the adrenaline helped me in keeping warm. As I pick up my clothes and shoes. I look over for my buddy at the river's edge. The dog with no name is nowhere in sight. Back up at the campsite. I am looking around. Gently whistling. That kind of thing. I am more than woken up now. So I go ahead and start another fire dawn is just starting to break. I have another hot dog for breakfast and figure I might as well just pack it up and leave this trip feels more than complete. As I start my car up and check my phone. There is an hour time difference between the two. This happened to fall on daylight savings time. I am not calling it a supernatural rip in time. But it is funny that the night this went down. In fact. The exact time would be around 3-4 am that the dog disappeared. So the dog never showed up again. I never shot up heroin again. I went camping with a summer program when I was 16. 12 other guys being managed by 4 adult men and we were having a great time. S'mores. Hot cocoa. Campfire stories. The works. We all had to be in our tents and either sleeping or awake but quiet by 11. I was in a tent with two other guys staying up later just talking. Typical teenage guy stuff. As one guy is talking I start to hear heavy breathing nearby. Like someone has just been running and is out of breath. I ignore it and keep listening. I figure I am just a weird kid hearing things. Or that it's one of the guys in the next tent making the noise while has sleeping. Then we hear please. Help. Me. From outside. It didn't sound like anyone in the group. It sounded like an old man out of breath. We all went dead quiet and listened to this guy breath. Then ask again with a whimper at the end. I don't know what possessed this guy near the front of this tent. But he turned on a flashlight and opened the inner flap but kept the outer zipped and looked out. We see just a pair of bare old. Scabbed. And pale legs standing there. It looked like this guy had been walking nude through the woods for some time. He asked for help but kept standing. There. We were all paralyzed with fear. But the guy at the front managed to say keep walking down the trail. A ranger should be around soon. The guy stopped breathing and said no. No rangers. They keep me here. It was at this point someone else finally spoke up. A chaperone came out of his tent with a flashlight and cautiously asked him how long have you been out here? What happened to you? The old man didn't answer. He just started sobbing and ran off into the woods. We saw by the flashlight that he was completely naked and emaciated. When I was 12 or 13 some friends and I camped in a clearing in the woods a 1-2 mile or so behind my house. It was a heavily wooded area with a clearing about half the size of a football field. We got there during the day. Collected firewood. Set up tents. Etc. We had a fire. Made s'mores. Talked about hot chicks we were deaf gonna hook up with soon. And talked shit to each other. We went to bed and when we woke up in the morning there were these tracks all over the place. Almost like tractor tracks or semi-tracks and there were small holes. Dug to the sides of the tracks like with a small shovel. The tracks were definitely not there the day before. 
there were at least 100 feet total of tracks split into three or four straight lines in the area. None of us ever woke up or remembered hearing anything come through. What's weirder? There was no break in the trees wider than four or five feet anywhere in the brush trees surrounding the clearing. There's no possible way anything fit through. Camping with family friends up in the mountains. Sharing a tent with my brother call him Luke and another friend call him Evan. Luke. Evan. And I weren't tired when everyone retreated to their tents for the night. But the fire was dimming out and we were bored so we went inside our tent to watch Adventure Time on my laptop till it died. We all passed out after a few episodes and I woke up sometime during the night into an episode of sleep paralysis. I have weird sleep habits and experience sleep paralysis link every few months or so. For those who haven't had it. Basically. You're awake but you cannot move. And sometimes experience auditory and visual hallucinations. I was aware of this so I didn't have a full-on heart attack when I started hearing shuffling noises outside my tent. Which continued and got louder and closer until the fabric of the tent itself was being touched by something. My computer hadn't yet died so I could see my surroundings in the dim light of the screen. I watched the fabric compress as something pushed against it sporadically about 4 feet off the ground. Then moved around the tent towards me. I watched three distinct impressions follow this creature around the side of the tent. It looked like a claw. I was terrified and filled with adrenaline but another part of me remained calm. Assuring my body it was all a dream. I. Couldn't do anything anyway. So my fear was pointless. But as I continued to observe it my sleep paralysis began to fade. And I realized I could move. No longer so convinced I was dreaming. I reached over and shoved Luke awake. I tried to get him to look and see if there was really something there but I must have sounded like I was sleep talking because he just rolled over and went back to sleep. Waving me off. Eventually the rustling stopped and I was tired and groggy enough that I quickly fell back asleep. In the morning I'd completely forgotten about it. That is. Until my brother-in-law who was in the other tent. Call him Dean said to us it's a good thing we put the dog in the car last night. There was a bear here while we were. Sleeping. Dean pointed out the tree where we'd strung up our trash so animals wouldn't get into it in the fresh. Gaping claw marks about 9 feet up the trunk. It hit me like a truck. I had seen the bear and calmly watched it test the fabric of my tent 12 inches from my face. My whole family went up north on a whim. We get there and every campsite in the state park is already taken. So we end up at this family owned campsite run by this really weird guy. We are the only ones staying there. Also. The entire campground is overrun by fire ants. We go to sleep with plans to leave the next day. That night. We hear the creepy guy having an epic fight with someone. Although we never saw anyone else there. All we can hear is him screaming and throwing things. We were all alone there and super freaked out. We were packed and out of there by 6am the next morning. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video. Also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.